Welcome to the Third Generation Networking Podcast with your hosts, Debbie and Greg Peters. Hello, networkers, and welcome back to another episode of the Third Generation Networking Podcast. I'm Greg Peters, the Reluctant Networker, and with me, as always, is my co-host, the yawning... Come on, Mom. I'm sorry, Greg. I, you know what? I didn't sleep well last night again. Anyway, this is my mom, the networking guru. Hi, Mom. I'm working much too hard in retirement. Apparently, you, know? you are. Oh, my goodness. I didn't realize I was exhausting you so much with this recording. I'm going to have to lay on the fainting couch after this is done. Fortunately, with your nest, you now have a fainting couch. So. Yeah, I do. Oh my goodness. So, so how are things going other than a, a lack of sleep? Uh, things are going well. Uh, I got some seeds planted, even though it's pretty early. I planted my peas because they you need to plant them early. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, well, as long as I'm planting, I might as well try. I um, planted some lettuce and some spinach and some radishes because they all like cool weather. So yeah, we'll see. Do, do they like swamp though? I mean, you're, you're playing. Well, I planted always... them in the raised beds. Oh, okay. All right. That makes sense. I was going to say yeah. that was pretty much a guarantee that it's going to be rotted. <laughs> no, there, nothing is getting planted on the ground. I was out there in my boots around the, the raised beds and I, I, it was like my boots were eight times heavier than. Oh, cause they squelch in. All, and... all the duck hanging on them. Oh, uh, well. Well, we're pretty excited around here. Abby is starting up black belt camp. So she's going to be going for her second degree black belt now. She just did wow. her, uh, her, her entrance exam and passed with flying colors. So uh, is that six, six weeks, six months, I mean, or when uh, will no, she get it, it? it? It will be early June when she gets her actual oh, okay. belt. So. Um, so she's pretty excited about that. Looks like they have a good class together and even a couple uh, young people her age so she can, she can be with her friends. So Okay. So is that going to interfere our Memorial Day weekend? Uh, no, no. Uh, we, we take, they actually take off Memorial Day weekend and Easter too. So uh, both of those weekends were clear. So Okay. <laughs> Just check right. So uh, yeah, well, now we've covered the important stuff. Let's talk about networking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So uh, once again, we are delving into our mailbag, and uh, this time it's from our dear friend Paula Burney of uh, Arista Home Care Solutions. And we love Paula. We do love Paula, and, and, and I guess she loves us too. So <laughs> <laughs> She told me that she listens faithfully every week. I don't know why, but she does. <laughs> well, you know, it, it's, it's good to have at least 10 people listening to what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So she was saying that uh, maybe we should talk a little bit about how um, about following up with your network and flushing out which ones are the kind of top twenty percent of your referrers and may need more touches. So let's let's I guess talk a little bit about that. You know, how do we quote flush out the referrers? Well, you know, now that I'm listening to this like question again and again and again, <laughs> now for the fifth time. Probably because um, it sounds like she's getting referrals from some of them. Okay. Yes. Is that so? I didn't hear that until just so, now. So some of her network is giving her referrals in general. Yeah. So obviously, it sounds like at least temporarily, <laughs> for a moment or two, someone is interested enough to give her a referral. So of course you want to follow up on that because if if they know how to do it once, then they 
you don't have to train them because unless they're giving you stuff that you don't want Bad referrals right <laughs> yeah they, they are in that mindset where they know how to referral so of course you want to follow up with them and sure. find out what you can do to help them not what you do for a living but what is it that you need to bring to them whether it's some you know an introduction um, write something for their newsletter um, sponsor an event that they're having whatever that is you sit down and find out what it is that you can help and then that will give you um, a stronger relationship with them so that you can move them into having more referrals come your way so yes that would be um, if someone's already referred to you they're on the list of let's let's um, develop that relationship even further so so yes you should be tracking who's referring to you anyway um yes and, you know, have, have a process for for what you do when someone are, and, and, and it's not just those who that turn into business right. it's any referral that you get you should be following up on and saying hey thank you so much i really appreciate this this looks perfect for me and i'll let you know how it goes from here on out um i always say you should be reporting back on on whether it's a success or whether it's a failure. And if it wasn't perfect, they, they need to know that too. So yeah, back when I managed the sales team and we called on accountants and CPAs, one of my salespeople came to me and said, um, you know, I can't remember the guy's name, but a CPA had given her a referral and, you know, it wasn't happening. Nothing. I, I think she was trying to call the prospect and the prospect wasn't returning her calls. And I said, so what did the CPA say when you got back to him? <laughs> there was this <laughs> silence. It's like, oh, I need to get back to the CPA. <laughs> Gee, so, so it wasn't just me that got those kind of questions. Then. <laughs> oh, no. And I can tell you a story um, with me. Uh, Neil Zelenko was one of my CPAs and he referred a uh, client to me that was a, a family jewelry store um, and it was four sons and their mother okay and um, Armenian so the mothers in that you know the females in the Armenian uh, culture tend to be um, powerful and I was gonna say bossy. strong <laughs> so I called up and said hi Mrs. whatever I can't remember what her name is you know, Debbie Peters, I need to um, come in and chat with you about payroll service. Neil Zelenko said I should call. And she hung up on me. Oh. <laughs> and so I tried again and she, you know, she wouldn't even come to the phone. So I called Neil back and I said, I just want to let you know, I called Mrs. What's her name. And um, I don't think she wants to talk to me because um, she hung up on me. He said, don't leave your desk. And Less than two minutes later, Mrs. What's-Her-Name was calling me back because Neil had called her and said, don't be doing that. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to go on payroll service and you're going to go on this payroll service. <laughs> well, and actually, that's something I do tell people is that, uh, you know, even if it fell through, call up the person who gave you the original referral because you never know. They might be able to rescue it for you. I mean, it's yes. it's, it's it's there's it's not going to happen every time. It might even not even happen every one in ten. But hey, why not get that one in ten? Yep. So um, the other thing that I thought about in relation to this is that um, Paula, who owns with her husband, owns 
uh, Rista Home Care Solutions. Mm -hmm. So that's um, an industry caring for the, what did you call it? Right? El elder care. Elder care. Okay. Like people like me. <laughs> Not yet, mom, but we're thinking about it. <laughs> Soon. <laughs> and it seems that it's a very interwoven and um so all the home cares you know they they're all meeting together all the time okay uh, because and i think some of it is because like the social workers at the hospital they're probably forbidden from giving just one name out okay so if they have a, a patient that needs to go needs to have home care or needs to go to a facility they can't just give one name they have to give either a list or at least three probably. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, everyone's always vying for that, for be, to be next in line, hopefully. Right. So they want to make sure that they're top of mind. And I totally understand that. However, I would love for them to take a step back and say, okay, who is going to pay my bill when I get the prospect and it becomes a client? And in that world, typically it's the adult daughter may not necessarily be paying the bill, but there'll certainly be a motivation behind making the decision. Yeah, they're, they're going to be a strong, there's going to be a strong input into the decision. Yeah, we think about your wife, Elizabeth, and her parents. <laughs> Elizabeth says, do this, and they say, when do you want it done, right? Yeah, well, there's a theory there anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I think it's more than theory. When, when Elizabeth tells me to do something, I do it. I'm scared of her. Well, I am too. So it's all good. <laughs> all right. So, 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 if, in, so they, they focus on this one person. Yeah. So if you think about, okay, it's the adult daughter, she's probably in her late forties, fifties, maybe early sixties and having this issue with a parent or parents, mm -hmm. <clears throat> they need extra care. So, who else or what else do they buy or who else sells to the adult daughter that can then become a referral source for people like Paula? Right. So for example, um, people in their fifties and, you know, late forties through early sixties are probably buying, um, maybe buying uh, vacation homes. Maybe they have some more money now that their kids are out of college uh, they might be buying uh, travel. They might be going on trips. They might be buying eyeglasses. They might be doing some extra things around the house, maybe some home remodeling. Now that the kids have finally freed up that bedroom, they can turn it into their nest. They might have a personal trainer. They might, they might have a personal trainer. And so if you develop all those people, as opposed to the social worker that everyone's calling on, if you have identified just certain people with that, that sell or link to your segment, you're going to be so much further ahead because you're going to be first in line all the time. Sure. So you're getting an alternate and, and possibly better referral sources by going yes. kind of on off the beaten track. And I think it's, yeah. it's not just, it's not just home healthcare that's, that falls into this. Oh, trap. No. I mean, no. I think everyone does, don't they? You, you, you look at real estate or the wedding industry, you, you you tend to focus only on the obvious referral. The ones that do the same that you do, you kind of clump together and say, I don't know why, you know, let's, let's clump together because why? I don't know why. 
And so in, instead <laughs> just do. looking at the person who makes the decision and who supports them, that's maybe outside your industry. Yes. Yeah. So um, it's, it's really two different, two, two answers to the, the one question that Paul asked. And I think we answered the first one, which is if they're giving you referrals, pay attention to them. <laughs> because they'll probably refer more. But in that industry, I don't know if they'll always only refer to, to you. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you take a step back and say, who else is selling to my customer? And can mm -hmm. I develop that relationship? That will be even better. It might, it, it, it's counterintuitive, but might be more successful. Mm -hmm. Yep. All right. Um, so in, in the, we've talked before and in, in recent weeks about the whole idea of creating referral teammates and that, that could potentially, you know, you, you, she was talking about the kind of the top 20%, but some mm -hmm. of those might be, you know, perfect, you know, perfect connections. They might be in that area that could potentially become referral teammates. So the first thing you need to do is of course, develop that relationship. Yes. Uh, let them know how much you appreciate it, be able to reciprocate in some way um, before you can do so, and then verify that they're positioned well. And if, if you want to know more about that, you can you can refer back to our, our episode two, from two weeks ago um, to, to find out more. Mm -hmm. um, so any more we need to, to talk about with this or? No, I, I think we handled this one. It was an easy one. Yeah, thank, thank hope, you, Paula. <laughs> yeah, Paula can tell us if we answered her question. And if not, that'll give us more another podcast. <laughs> we'll have to call her on the show. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, uh, that being said, uh, thank you all for tuning into our program today. If you enjoyed it, please do comment on our Facebook pages. The information is in the episode notes. Uh, we'd love to hear about you know, your experience. How do you reward and recognize and build better relationships with your referral sources? Uh, if you'd like to hear more, we do uh, come back every single week. So please do subscribe. And until next time, go out and make some great connections. Talk to you later, mom. All right, Greg, we'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. You've been listening to the Third Generation Networking Podcast with your hosts, Greg and Debbie Peters. If you'd like to learn more about our new virtual training programs, go to connectnation.com.